Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Isn't it bare with all the trees down and everything else? And it's that time of year to put the decorations away. But I'm glad you're here. I'm glad that uh, we can meet and have this time allotted. So why don't we go ahead and pray, and we'll get started. So, Father, I thank you that we are here this morning. I thank you that we can be encouraged in ministry, and uh, you've called us to ministry. And I pray that this would be a time, the next eight weeks, uh, whether we come once or whether we come all eight weeks, to be encouraged in the word, uh, to be encouraged in just moving forward in what you have for us. Um, And Lord, that more than anything, to know that you want to use us. Bless this time that we have together this hour on Saturdays. And uh, I pray everyone to leave here just marveling that you would use Ordinary people like us to do an extraordinary um, just work. Uh, And we want to do it in a way that honors you, to be led by you, and and Lord, uh, according to scripture. And so I'm looking forward to what you're going to do in the hearts of everyone who comes. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hey, Luke, you can just have them come in as they're coming on in. Some people may be coming in, but I wanted to get started Again, welcome. I'm glad that uh, we can do this class. Just a little bit uh, why I'm doing this. Uh, It's because uh, one of the things that we realize, uh, particularly when COVID happened, everything shut down so quickly. And after COVID, uh, it, it just took a long time for people to get back into doing ministry to getting back to serving uh, some people. And and this is not to be uh, critical or anything. Some people got into bad habits of just staying at home. And uh, we'll watch the service and, and, and not be in fellowship. So it's been a little bit of a journey in, in encouraging people to come back. And some people, their lives changed um, because of different things that took place in their lives during COVID. And, and I'm not blaming everything on COVID, but I want to encourage um, everyone who comes here that God wants to use you in ministry. And this class here that I'm going to be doing, the Lord laid on my heart, is not going to be this deep study. I'm going to be sharing a lot of my heart about ministry, and that's what I wanted to do, kind of a Second Corinthians uh, kind of mindset, even as Paul, when he wrote that second letter to the Corinthians, I love that letter because he shares his heart with that church at that time more than any other epistle that we see uh, in the New Testament. Galatians, he shares a lot. Uh, as we've been going through Galatians, he says uh, that are you, you, you're not going to receive me now that I've given you the truth. And he has some personal notes in there, and he does in all the epistles. But Second Corinthians, he's really talking about his ministry. He begins to uh, write to them about how when we came out of Asia, we were pressed beyond measure. And he writes about the comfort of God, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our trials and tribulations. And as he continues through that epistle, he writes about how they came to them. You guys are living epistles. Uh, And we uh, came to you not peddling the word of God and serving them. So I love that epistle because of the personal notes that Paul had put in there and emphasized. And that's what I want to do with you because I want to say this on, um, as we begin this class. If God can use me, he can use you. 
And I really mean that. And sometimes I think he has me up here ministering to encourage you that he has a ministry for you as well. So the next eight weeks, we're going to look at different aspects of ministry to whether you are uh, interested in ministering, uh, you know, in different areas, um, in uh, teaching, in counseling, in practical ways, ministering at home. I, I want to encourage you in the ministry that God has given to you. So today we're going to talk about the call to ministry, and then next week, preparation for ministry, and then week number three, spirit-led in ministry, and then faithfulness in ministry will finish January, and then as we go into February, endurance in ministry, and then joy in ministry, and then week number seven, humility in ministry, and then the last week will be loving others in ministry. So if you have your Bibles with you, if you open up to Ephesians chapter four, and I'm going to read verses 11 through 13, and then First Corinthians chapter 12. And in Ephesians chapter 4, again, I'll begin reading that verse 11, some few verses to set the stage for the call to ministry today. As Paul is writing about spiritual gifts, he says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying the body of Christ till we all come in the unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure, the stature, or the fullness of Christ. And I know I read through uh, verse 13, but then in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I want to read in verse 4, as Paul's writing about the spiritual gifts to the church at Corinth. They had confusion about the spiritual gifts. He says, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I don't want you to be ignorant as you start chapter 12. But as you move down into verse 4, he writes, there are diversity of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there's diversities of activities, but the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. And then in verse 11, he begins to uh, list those spiritual gifts that are given to us in this letter. And then in verse 11, he writes, But one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. When I first became a Christian, I was right out of college. It was, it was a real difficult time for me. Um, actually, I was working for the government in Utah, uh, and um, I almost got caught up in Mormonism. Uh, I grew up in the Catholic Church. I wasn't grounded in the Word. And, and when I give this testimony, please don't think I'm you know, just dissing on the Catholic Church. I'm just telling you my t- testimony that I wasn't grounded in the Word. And as I realized that, no, that, um, that the Mormonism is, is speaking of a different Jesus, I had some friends from CSU that sent me a book and said, you know, don't join the Mormon church until you read these books. And matter of fact, Josh McDowell and Don Stewart had written a book at that time. This is back in the early 80s uh, about Mormonism. And I read the book, and so I loaded up my car. I came back to Colorado, and I was thinking, do I believe anything? 
And what I did is I began to go to a little church called Calvary Chapel. And my sister had been going to Calvary Chapel. She said, you need to come to this church. And I went a few times uh, while I was at CSU a student. But then I began to just go and to grow in the word and to learn and be established in the word of God. I was devouring cassette tapes. Uh, many of them every single day and getting established in the word of God. And that was very, very helpful. But I had the mindset I was living up in Black Forest, uh, working for the Forest Service, the State Forest Service for a little bit. And then I was working for a school district for a number of years. But I lived there for seven years. And God was doing a work in me and not only growing me, but just getting me to the place to understand that he wants to use me. And I would be sitting on the steps of the church, the Calvary Chapel there, before they even opened up the building. And I'd be sitting there just waiting to go in. And finally, they asked me, they said, do you want to usher? You're here all the time. You might as well be here to, to usher. And I said, no, I don't want to. And the reason was is because I didn't think that God could use somebody like me. Uh, I was very shy uh, at that time. I didn't, you know, like people, talking with people. Uh, I was perfectly fine. I lived in a little cabin on 20 acres, and I went home on Friday from work. Didn't see anybody till Monday until I went to work, and that was just fine with me. And I was taking care of an elderly couple that lived up there. I paid $100 a month rent. Uh, in this little cottage that I lived in, and I would cut wood for them. I would, you know, do different chores for them, and I didn't realize that God was preparing me. We'll talk more about that next week in preparation of ministry, but I didn't think God could use anybody like me. I grew up thinking that the ministry was done by the priest or it was done by the minister. He did the work of the ministry, and uh, that was it. When I began to realize that he does want to use us and he has called us to ministry, it just began to really uh, change my heart about serving. So I went back eventually after a couple months and I said, yeah, I'll I'll usher. And uh, it was from there that the Lord began to work in my heart to bring me to the place of full-time ministry that I'll share about next time. But I, I want to encourage us in this, that he wants to use you. And we see that in the scriptures. As in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you're probably familiar with this, this chapter uh, where he says that there are diversity of gifts with the same spirits. It's very important as we're called to ministry that you understand how God gives us spiritual gifts so we can edify the body of Christ to know your spiritual gifts. And I'm not going to get into a deep study on the spiritual gifts, but there's, um, we've gone through 1 Corinthians chapter 12, if you can pull it up, uh, other studies that you can find about the spiritual gifts, Ephesians chapter 4. Uh, we know that in Romans chapter 12, the spiritual gifts are given there. Also, as well as in 1 Peter chapter 4, I believe, uh, is where he uh, tells us about spiritual gifts. But we all have spiritual gifts that the Lord desires to give to us. And he writes here that there are diversity of gifts, but the same spirit. So there's different spiritual gifts that are listed here in the scriptures. But he goes on to say the differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there's diversities of activities, but the same God who works all in all. And that really is important for us to understand that you can have the gift of teaching, but there's different ministries that you can use that gift of teaching. 
Um, I used to think that you have the gift of teaching. You're a pastor behind the pulpit. But you may have the gift of teaching where you're ministering to children. Uh, you're teaching children. You have that gift. Matter of fact, one of the things that I would talk to uh, some at Calvary Bible Institute is it'd be really great if you emphasize to the students there if, you know, children's ministry, because children need to be taught the Word of God. It may be that you are using the gift of teaching to minister to, to men, you guys, or in counseling, or you ladies admonishing the, the other women, or older women, the younger women, all those things. There, there's different activities in diversities of, of gifts, different ministries that you can use that in. And that's what I want to encourage you in, is know where your spiritual gifts are at. It may be the gift of teaching. Here you have uh, many of the sign gifts that are given in, in chapter uh, 12. But we also know that in Romans chapter 12, he goes on and he says, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or in ministry, let us use it in our ministering, that is service. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, uh, he who leads... um, and diligence, he who shows mercy. Uh, my wife has the gift of mercy. And she's so merciful with cheerfulness. So recognizing your spiritual gifts. And, and a lot of us may have the gift of service and ministering. That's, that's what the word means is service. And ministering in very practical ways. Uh, and that is so needed here. Another reason why I want to do this class Uh, is to let you know, I don't always do this in the morning services, to let you know what the needs are here. And there's a lot of needs that take place here at Calvary Chapel in the very practical realm, uh, a lot of uh, things that take place behind the scenes. Uh, Sometimes somebody will say, you know, what ministries are taking place? Well, you don't see all the ministries that take place. And, And people helping others, maybe fix their car, or helping them in, in um, you know, in uh, raking leaves, you know, and, and uh, there's carpentry work that is done here, the church that is clean, the lawn that is mowed, snow that needs to be shoveled. And you know that I can't do all the ministry. There's tables to be set up and tables to tear down. We kind of have a little joke here. This is a small facility where we have to use different rooms at different times um, and all week long. And we call it the, the mini, we used to call it the mini Pepsi Center. It's not Pepsi Center anymore. You're always setting things up, tearing them down, setting up chairs and stuff. There's so much ministry that takes place here during the week, behind the scenes, and God has called you to be a part of that. And we need help in that. As the church grows, uh, I want to be able to, as Ephesians chapter 4, I read to you, he gave some to be pastors and teachers for the work of the ministry, for the edifying the body of Christ, for the equipping of the saints. And my main ministry that God has given to me to be the senior pastor is to teach you the word of God, to help you be equipped for the work of the ministry. It doesn't mean that I won't move chairs or tables, um, but I also know that my priority is to be teaching in a way that you ended up, you get equipped for the ministry that God has called you 
to be a part of and to use your gifts. And those gifts are used for the edifying the body of Christ. This is a time for us, I really believe, to be engaged in ministry, to serve others. And that kind of got lost a little bit during COVID. And what happened is with a lot of Christians, and again, it's just my observation, is they were so distracted with all the things that were going on. And, um, you know, debating this and, and afraid about that. And we got distracted with a number of things. And on top of it was a weird election that took place. And, and I know all that is a part of our lives and uh, things that can be important and those issues and stuff. But compassion started to go away. And ministering to others and being a light to others and serving others in a time that is very difficult. Here's the thing. As we've gone through the scriptures and we've looked at what this world is headed to, it's not going to get any easier. It is going to become more difficult. We're seeing the upheaval. We're seeing the, um, in our nation, in our world, we're seeing the, the labor pains that are becoming more intense. I think more people are more confused, more discouraged, more depressed, more defeated than ever before that I've seen. And it's happening quickly, guys. Uh, is happening very quickly, that people are just um, at wit's end. And you and I have opportunity to minister to them in very practical ways, to minister truth to them, to be a voice of truth, to be a light to them, and that's what I want to encourage you in. And I really believe that God wants to use this church to be a hospital, and we need to be a hospital. We're Romans chapter 12, given to hospitality. In the middle of that word is hospital for people who are just feeling hopeless. And there's a lot of them that are. Pastor John was telling me uh, yesterday that somebody had called and heard us on the radio and on I-70, and they were just weeping because they're hearing truth for the first time. They heard a radio program. They got saved. They gave their lives to the Lord. And he wants to use this in very practical ways and simple ways in a powerful way. And I believe he wants to use this church. I really do in these last days. He wants us to be focused on ministering to others and to serve others, to make a meal to be able to, to go over to a widow's house um, with, you know, in the, the appropriate way and to be able to help in, like the middle schoolers did and raking leaves, to be able to uh, help in, in, with the children, uh, our children's ministry. I'm so very grateful for Angie and Celeste and Molly and Barbara and, and all the volunteers that's such an incredible ministry to our young people. And, and the kids love being here. They love being here. They're, you know, at school all week long, a lot of them, and they get to come here. Some of them are bringing their friends where their homes are not healthy. And they get to come here and be loved and cared for. So there's a lot of ministry to do. 
And there's a lot of people to minister to. And what can happen is we can be distracted so easily away from that, everything that's going on. And we all have different seasons in life. There are those that their ministry right now is to their young children and raising those young children. But that honors the Lord. There are those that are in the church that their ministry is ministering to their elderly parents and and ministering to them. That's a full-time kind of deal, and it's overwhelming. But we can have the gift of mercy. We can have the gift of exhortation to encourage them in that way. That's part of service. And for us as a church to come together and say, how can we be light to others and be open to the leading of the Lord to guide you and direct you every single day and how he wants to use you? Because when you open yourself up to just, Lord, lead me and guide me today, I want to be open to what you have for me, you'll be amazed the doors that the Lord will open up. The call to ministry, oftentimes people, you know, young people will call me up and Or they'll even come in and they'll say, you know, how did you, what school did you go to? How did you train for the ministry that God has given to you? And, you know, I was thrown in the trenches. I was thrown in the water and told to swim. And when I was asked to be a pastor uh, 30 years ago, this is my 30th year of ministry, I think there was a lot of people that didn't think I would last. And that was my family. (laughs) And I, I didn't think at all that God could to use me in that capacity. Brian Michaels down there at Rocky Mountain Calvary, if the church was about 150 people, the church now is about 5,000, but it was 150 people. He needed some help. I was there. I was cleaning the bathrooms. I was sweeping the sidewalks. I was setting up chairs. I'd be the first one there on Sunday morning. I'd be the last one to leave on Sunday after multiple services when the church began to grow. And finally, he said, why don't you just be my assistant pastor? And I remember Sue was at a ladies' conference, and she came home, and I said, Brian wants me to come on staff. And she said, oh, he, he wants you to come and, you know, just be, do custodial work. I said, no, he wants me to be assistant pastor. And she couldn't believe it. It's like, you're not qualified to be an assistant <laughs> pastor. <laughs> She was right, and, uh, but I did. And th- that followed the first time that I ever taught that, um, you know, and again, the, the insecurities, the Lord, I can't do this. He asked me to teach, and the first time that I taught, it was a disaster. It really was. Uh, I burnt the tape. I made sure that it was never recorded anybody could ever listen to it again and I remember one guy this is a true story that one guy came up after I taught I taught on Psalm 22 and I practiced it I went over it I went over it I went over it and after the service a guy he was nice um, he was trying to be nice Uh, he was in the um, administration of the large school district there and he said you know I really had a hard time understanding you. No, he, he meant it. Because I grew up with a speech impediment. He said, I, I didn't understand what you were saying. And I remember after that, I said, I will never, ever teach again. I'm, I'm done. And I'm not going to serve again. 
I'll come here, I'll learn, but I'm going to mind my own business. And it was uh, the pastor, Brian, who encouraged me and said, no, you're not going to stop. And the Lord wants to use you. And you need to move forward in what he has for you. But that was very, very difficult for me. And to hear those words and, and to go through the criticism and you know, they have a saying that Christians can are the only ones that devour their own wounded. And you will get criticized in your ministry. You'll have those that will come down on you and, you know, even come against you. And we'll talk about all those things. But we are to be faithful to God and what he's called us to do. And when I say that he has me up here, if he can use me, he can use you. I really mean that. And I think my favorite verse, one of my life verses uh, given to me is in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. You guys know it. And it's so true. In verse 27, But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. He's chosen the weak and the foolish things of the world. And that means me and that means you. And I hope that you're encouraged in that, that to, first of all, as we begin this class, that he has called me to ministry. He has a ministry for you to do. And listen, the ministry that he has for you is just as important as anybody else's ministry. And we do our ministry to glorify God, to build up the body of Christ, not to bring glory to ourselves, not because it's a career. There are some guys that say, hey, you know, I, I hear you guys on the radio. I want to be a part of Calvary. Can I teach behind your pulpit next week? And it's like, no. <laughs> but I do have a lady study starting. Here's a broom if you want to go sweep the front. And, and they'll get offended. We serve because we're servants, right? You know how you can tell if somebody really has a servant's heart? How they react when they're treated like a servant. And we don't serve because we have some innate need to be noticed or we have an agenda. Put all that aside and be open to what God has for you, knowing the giftings that he's given to you. And just allow him to open up the opportunities for you to serve. But tomorrow, after third service, we're going to have uh, the ministry opportunities. As the Lord's laying it on your heart, some of you are ministering. Some of you are praying about how you want me to get involved. But God has a ministry for you to move forward in and to do it in a way to where, Lord, I just want to be used of you. And that's what I did. I remember um, when I was working... Uh, at the school district, I thought, I don't want to do this. And I thought it'd be a bright idea if I went and got my real estate license. And I did. And this is for me, because I know we have a number of realtors in the office, and they've done very well, and they're gifted in that area and selling. I hated it. <laughs> I did. I, I just, it wasn't me. I, I was actually, after one month in the office, I was the leading lister. 
And I would say, show the house, like, you don't want to buy this house, you know. I, I was not a very good salesman, but working weekends and, and hustle and all of this. And I remember setting my head on the desk, you know, like this. And I remember thinking, I, all I want to do is serve you, Lord. That's all I want. I got up, went into my broker's office. I said, I quit. I can't do this. The hard part, that was the easy part. The hard part was coming home to Sue. <laughs> really, she was nine months pregnant with Barbara, our first. And sitting on a corner with my box of you know, pencils and pads and everything, she's like, what are, you, what are you doing here? And I remember the Lord saying, what are you doing here? Like Elijah. In that cave. Elijah, what are you doing here? I got things for you to do. And I just went to work and to, you know, got a job at Colorado College on grounds I was happy. And then the Lord began to open up those doors where I was asked to come on staff. I used to think that starting a church, that that was like the extreme sports of ministry. There's no way the guys who started church from scratch, that is just... There's no way I would do that. After a couple of years, the Lord prompted our heart to come to Greeley and to start. I knew nothing about nothing about starting a church, but nobody told us that we couldn't do it. So came up with two small kids 27 years ago this month, and we started in our home and bought a stool, a wooden stool, a cheap $300 guitar at Greeley Guitar Center, you know, by the campus. And a Bible, that's how we started. And just began to teach the Word of God and allowing the Lord to work and have learned so much. We made so many mistakes. And you will make mistakes in ministry. Not mistakes that disqualify you in ministry, but you know, you're trying to figure things out. You're trying to, to minister with people. Growing, growing in grace, growing in mercy, growing in different areas. And... Uh, but the Lord has guided me the whole time, and he'll guide you as well. So that's what we'll talk about in the coming weeks, the call to ministry and just preparation, how he prepares you, being led by the Spirit. Because you can do ministry in the flesh. You can do it in the flesh, but then you have to maintain it in the flesh. And you never want to do ministry in the flesh to where... You know, pretty soon uh, you're trying to maintain it, you're treading water, you won't last long. And to be faithful in ministry, because I'll be honest with you, there have been times where I felt like quitting, plenty of times. And even in the last three or four years, you know, in the difficulties, and, and I remember sitting down on my forerunner when COVID was happening, we were shut down, and that was hard doing online um, and and teaching to empty sanctuary, I hated that. So what we did, we went back t- to the puppet room. I went back to the puppet room, put some puppets, you know. <laughs> I did in the front row, just like a security blanket, and taught then. And then it's like we need to get gathered together, and 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 that's what we eventually the Lord led us to. But it was a difficult time to where. As a pastor, I'm to take care of the, the spiritual, you know, growth of the church. 
and health of the church. All of a sudden, what was put on us is the physical health and worrying about that and emphasizing and everybody's two cents and opinion and you need to do this and you need to do that. And it was hard. And I remember sitting out in my forerunner out in the parking lot thinking, Lord, I've lost my ministry. I'm done. He said, you need to quit your sniveling, wipe your nose, and go back in. So there are those times of discouragement, and especially in the world today. The, the world's not going to applaud you when you begin to minister to the Lord. And, and that includes to your family, because one of the things we'll talk about, your ministry begins at home. I cannot do the ministry unless I had the support of my wife, Sue, and my family. So ministry begins at home, and I'll emphasize that to you guys. Because I've known guys that have come, and they're all fired about ministry, and I'm called to do this, and I'm going to go out. And then their wives are sending me emails saying, my husband's never home. I got twin babies. He's not home. He's at church six days a week. He, you know, is going to save the world. But we're just, we're drowning. I need him. So ministry begins at home, first of all. That's the priority. And then it's extended there. And oftentimes when somebody is, comes on, anybody comes on staff, I have them get the support and the approval of their spouse. Because if that isn't there, it's not going to work. So ministry begins at home, ministry here, to minister together as a couple. Some of you may do that. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing in this venture of faith. But as I look back that God has allowed me to do this, to be in ministry, you know, I'm very, very grateful. Every single day, it really is a privilege to be here. And I'm so grateful to him that he's allowed me to do this. And I'm going to keep doing it as long as I got breath. And he gives me strength and calls me to do it. Now, my ministry may change over time um, into where I want to be more free to go teach at Calvary Bible Institute. We'll see how that looks, uh, do things like that. But I'll always be a Bible teacher and to be able to focus on that. And to have the support of you guys, and you have the work of the ministry, I want to encourage you in. So that's, you know, your call to ministry, every single one of us. And your ministry is just as important as anybody else's ministry. And I am very grateful for those who come in who clean, those who work in the coffee shop, those who are greeting, those who are ministering to the kids, those who come in and and, uh, fix the building, um, those who mow the lawns, those who are shoveling snow. My back is getting where I can't do it as much, and it hurts, and I so appreciate that. And those ministries are very, very important. To those who are going, you know, in counseling, we're raising up those to do counseling because I can't do all the counseling anymore. There's too many people, and there should be a place where they can come and get counseling and get the Word of God and to, to get truth and to be encouraged in that way. So the call to ministry, God has called you to ministry. We want to help you. We want to encourage you in that, uh, in what he's called you to do, uh, give you opportunities. It's not just here in these four walls, but is beyond these four walls as well. 
And maybe he's called you in ministering. Like we have a number of people that, are, that volunteer at the Pregnancy Resource Center. We have those who volunteer in different areas, nursing homes. There, there's so much. And I think that as the church grows, my concern is that things fall through the cracks. And people fall through the cracks. The nursing homes, the hospital visits, it begins to be so much. And you have opportunity as a part of the church to be a part of that if God leads you to be a part of that. To minister to the youth, to, to minister to the kids. We, Angie always has something every single month, it seems like, of, of families being able to come and to help with that and being support. But your ministry is very, very important, and I appreciate it very much. Uh, we want to, uh, Luke Mullins um, and Cody Schaefer have pretty much edited uh, a book that I want to get out, Moving Forward in Difficult Days. And I'm not wanting to write a book because I'm going to write a book. I want to just write some books, commentaries on, you know, ministry. Uh, matter of fact, these teachings, we're going to have another booklet that we want to write to encourage you guys to have those resources. It's very, very hard to find a commentary on the book of Psalms. Do you know that? But up in my office, I have a, a filing cabinet. If any of you have been there, if you open up the drawers, um, and the guys, you know, make fun of me, you know, Ed and those guys. It's like, I handwrite all my notes. I've always done that. And the reason I handwrite it is because I remember it. If I type it on a computer, forget it. So I have 20, about 26 years of notes in four drawers. You open it up, it's just two, three, four. And um, some really good, you know, friends have said, you need to get that out and, and get some commentaries. But it's a huge undertaking, something I should have started 10 years ago. But it was so busy trying to, to move forward and, and, you know, just continuing to pastor a church that's growing in multiple services and the chaplaincy. Uh, with the sheriff's office, um, just radio, uh, all those things. You know, somebody uh, called and said, how did you, I, I'm going to, working on my master's at, I don't know, Denver Seminary or something. I want to do radio. How were you trained to do radio? It's like I wasn't trained. <laughs> I, really, I wasn't. You know how it happened? Ed called me up said, do you want to do Calvary Live? I said, sure. I didn't realize that everybody else had said no. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I think I was probably last on the list. Sure, I'll do it. Why not? He said, come down um, next Tuesday. I'll be in studio. I'll show you how to do the, the show. I'll, you can be with me. I said, sure, I'll come down. Didn't say anything else. So I went down. I happened to bring my computer. I thought, I better bring my computer. Uh, I brought Travis with me. I go in about 20 minutes before the show, and the producer says, Ed's not going to be here, so you're on your own. And he's going, do you have this program? Do you have this? I'm going, no, I don't have any of this. He didn't tell me anything. So Travis grabbed my computer. He started downloading it and also how we can get the call screen up. 
literally 30 seconds before we went on the air, he said, here's the buttons. When it's red, when it's blinking, this is what it means. And you keep talking. You don't stop. Go. That's how I was trained. And I stuttered and stammered my way through it. And I've been doing it now for eight years. So here's the encouragement. Whatever he calls you to do, he's going to equip you to do. And he'll train you. And he'll enable you. And that's the wonderful thing. If he's called you to serve in practical ways, he's going to gift you in that. Just like we see in the Old Testament, the guys who built the tabernacle and all the furnishings, uh, um, we'll, we'll look at that. And God gifted them and uh, gave them all kinds of wisdom. If he gifts you in teaching, you will have that gift of teaching. And it doesn't mean that we don't grow in those gifts. Yes, we do grow. But he's doing the work. And he will, you know, just... Um, just do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. He really will. And again, I, I, I don't want to be saying, look at all the amazing things I have done. I'm just very grateful that I have done it. When you know, when I went on the chaplaincy, it just I went and it's like I've had guys call and say, What training did you go through? It's like not a whole lot. I went through critical incidents, stress management, you know, uh, classes with Mike McIntosh. That was very helpful. But a lot of it is just the Lord opening up the door and just moving through it and depending on the Lord. You've got to depend on the Lord on that. First first night, we had pagers back there. It, it, it's the first time I got a cell phone. It was in 2002. I never had a cell phone before that. They gave me a pager. The first night I had a pager, got a call from Windsor. One of the officers committed suicide. And you're up. And those times of ministry, you know, you minister in season and out of season. You're going to be up. Be flexible. You know, be committed to it. All these things that we'll discuss as we move forward. But for today, God wants to use you. So you move forward in how he's gifted you. And listen, don't try to be something that you're not. Don't try to be something that you're not. And just yield to him and say, Lord, I, I really feel like you've given me the gift of service. I just want to serve. Here are the opportunities. He's gifted me in teaching, diversity of ministries. It may be teaching kids. Not everybody is called to teach kids. That's why you don't see me up here pounding on a pulpit saying, you need to serve the kids. You need to. If God has called you to that, then move forward in that. And that's a whole lot better. Because if you try to force a ministry on somebody, you need to do this. No, has God called you? And it's not that I'm going to do this and, and, and God, you bless it. It is God, what have you called me to do? I'll get behind you. And you will bless it. And move forward in it. And there will be frustrating times. And the thing to remember when you go into ministry. That the enemy is going to attack you big time. He is going to come against you. And he's going to try to discourage you. And get you out of ministry. He doesn't want you serving the Lord. So those are things that we need to be aware of. As the Lord desires to, to use us. And he'll do anything that he can. To say I need to quit. Or I can't do this. 
And the thing is, we can't do it without the Lord. This is much bigger than us. And I don't care in what you do and what God has called you to do. But to move forward in the calling that God has given to you, being one that this is the gifting that is given to me, and I'm going to move forward in it, and this is important to you, Lord. This is important to you. And to just be thankful that he desires to use us in any way. Okay? Amen. So we're going to talk about the preparation of ministry um, next week. And there is a preparation time. In Leviticus chapter 8, the priests were prepared for ministry. Chapter 9, they were presented for ministry. So I think it will be a great encouragement. And there is a preparation time for me in everything that he's allowed me to do. And he still working in me and preparing me. So next week we'll talk about that. I want to close in prayer and, you know, we go from 1030 to 1130, but I also want to have time just to pray with you if you need prayer or answer any questions that you might have. Uh, so I'll try to end a little bit early so we can have time to do that. And um, and just that's the other thing in, in having three services, moving people in, shuffling them in and out. It's hard to do that, and this is an opportunity for me to just pray with you, talk with you, spend some time with you if you'd like that. All right? So I hope you come back. Um, I think it's going to be a great class. I hope it's encouragement to you uh, today that, that God has called us all to ministry for the edifying the body of Christ. We don't do ministry because they get noticed. We have an agenda. Put all that aside, but to serve others. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for this time. I pray that you bless Saturdays as we gather and the call to ministry. And um, you are to be glorified, not us. We're to build up the body of Christ because people are hurting. To understand that you desire to gift all of us for the edification of the body of Christ. Um, to build people up. To be used. Even as in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we're all different members of the body. Just as our own bodies have different members, but we all work together in the unity of the body of Christ that the body may function. So just speak to everyone here. May they be encouraged, everyone, um, that you want to use us, that you can use us. And, Lord, that you choose the foolish and weak things of the world. And I'm grateful for that. So, Lord, bless our day this year. I pray you bless Calvary Chapel, that we would continue to be light and give truth to a lost and dying world. So, Lord, I thank you for this time. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, Luke, are you still recording? You want to go ahead and turn it off? So, just a little prayer request that I asked for you guys. Um, 